My parents left a, a pathway and a platform for me to be blessed. I need to leave that for my children so they can be blessed and teach them so that their children can be blessed. And we're not having a poverty mentality. We're not having a generational poverty line where everybody been in the system from grandma to big mom and now that's the way I know how to live. That ain't God's blessings for you. God's got a blessing for you. You are the head, not the tail. You above, not beneath. You are blessed and you are able to bless others. That's what God's plans are for his people. Thank you for joining us today as we began a new series on God's grace to help us in tough times. We're going to begin with a message called Hear God, Believe God, and Obey God. Stay tuned because after today's message, I'll share with you how you can come and join in on this series in person as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. I'm going to share with you today about believing God's promises to provide. Believing God's promises to provide. I've mentioned over the last couple of weeks that there are three things that will help us when we are believing God, and I call it the ABCs, and A means, when we say A, we say God is, God is able. Say that with me. Say God is able. I want you to say that until you really believe it. You want to say that until you believe it. God is able. Secondly, B is to believe God's promises. Say that. Believe God's promises. See, if you don't believe his promises, you won't have an expectation. So I know he's able, he made promises, and we want to believe his promises. And three, uh, the C is commit to obey. If you do your part, God will do his part. And so it's not uh, rocket science, it's pretty simple. God is able, believe God's promises, and then commit to obey the word of God. So let me begin by sharing with you some Things that God has promised that we can believe those. And we're going to be talking about uh, giving and generosity. So you don't have to be afraid because we're not going to beg you for an offering. We're not going to have a prayer line that you need to get in with $500 or $1,000. We're not going to prophesy or prophesy to you about what God's going to do. We're just going to share the word of God and the truth of God's word. Because it's important for the people of God to understand how God's system of economy works. God knows that, that, well, God knows that you need some money. He knows that. You have to live. You have to maintain. And God wants you to be in a position where you're not just barely making it. He wants you to have an abundance. Uh, God wants you to give, and he knows that if you don't have it, you can't give it. So he never asks us to do something and give something that we don't have. He never asked anybody to give what you don't have. You don't have to go out and borrow any money to give to God. If you don't have anything, then you can't give anything. God knows that. And in this church, we've never put people under pressure relative to their giving. We just want to teach you so that you can grab a hold to it. One of the most disappointing things in life is being on the receiving end of a broken promise. When you depend on someone's word, and someone's promise and find out that they don't deliver, it gives you a sense of mistrusting them. That's how we learn to live with low expectations and 
conditions. And then we say we don't trust them. You know, there's an entity that we have learned not to really trust. That's the government and the politicians. They'll give you a promise when they're running. And then when they get elected, they seem to forget about all of what they promised. They promise things they know they can't deliver. They know they can't deliver. They'll promise you that there's going to be a chicken in every pot and a car in every garage. But that doesn't happen. But there is one whose promises never fail. See, when God promises to provide for us, you can be certain that he will exceed the expectation and that he's going to come through according to his word every time. Can I get somebody who have experienced that to say amen? God comes through on his promises. The theme of the whole Bible shows that God will provide over and over for those who respond to him in obedience. God provides. So when I talk about tithing and giving, I can talk about it with confidence. I used to be a little bit intimidated to get up before folks and talk about giving because of all the things that have come along with it in the past. Everybody know that all the church want is money. So I'm thinking, I don't want to talk to people about money because I don't want to feel like, I don't want them to feel like I'm trying to get their money. And I talk to pastors who never talk to their congregation about giving because they're scared of the people. But Jesus talked about giving. God talked about giving. Paul talked about giving. And he talked about it in the sense of our blessing that comes through releasing. Now, the worship team just sang a song, I Surrender All. And you may have sang it too in the past. And you say, I surrender all except my money. I ain't going to surrender all of that. In every scripture passage dealing with the subject of giving, either it's prominently displayed or maybe tucked away someplace in that scripture, it's a reminder of the great and tremendous storehouse out of which God replenishes those who give. When Brother DeBose came and said, Pastor, I'm broke. I said, Brother DeBose, you can't keep coming in here talking about your broke, brother. I can't stand no broke man. So don't even come around me. That might be contagious. (laughs) There's two words that don't belong in the same sentence. That's broke and man. You can't function like a man if you broke. I say, you need to start tithing and and what have you. God's going to bless you. That's no trickery there. That's the God's principle. And it works for everyone who obeys, no matter who you are or what your circumstances are. But I want to share with you how God blesses us. Number one, God blesses us out of the reservoir of his grace. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, the scripture tells us, and this is Paul teaching this principle to the Corinthian church. These are new churches. Uh, The folks don't know much, and he has to teach them about everything. And he uses, uses 2 Corinthians chapter 9 to teach them on giving. And he says this. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So in this passage, Paul tells each of us 
what we ought to do in regard to our giving, and then he tells us how we ought to do it. He said, this is what you ought to do, and then this is how you ought to do it. And then he tells us what God will do in response to our willingness as a cheerful giver. So if you're not a cheerful giver, uh, I'm going to try to help you to transition from being one who every time you give, you just feel like you're in pain to becoming a cheerful giver. But look at what he says, first of all. He says, each man, and this is new to gender, man, woman, person, should give what he has decided in his heart to give. Now, when I read this a few years ago, it came to me, and although I was a faithful giver and a tither, I said, you know, I haven't taken any time to consider or to make a decision as to what I will give. I can probably say that many of us have not really sat down and said, you know, this is what I am going to give. And when I started considering and I asked myself the question, why am I still giving as a tither at a 10% level? Why am I still there? If God blessed me like he's blessed me at 10%, what is he going to do at 15%? I'm just talking about me. I'm not trying to tell you to do something. So I said, I, I think I, I made a, I'm making a decision. I'm going to give more. I'm going to stop tithing because the tithing is the floor and the beginning of my giving. It's not the ceiling where I'm trying to reach. But that was a time of deliberation and thinking. What am I going to do? How am I going to take the resources God has given me and release it back into the kingdom of God? That's a personal decision. But Paul said each person should give what they have decided to give in their heart. So I'm going to ask you, have you decided what you're going to do? Have you thought about it? And some people have decided to give nothing in the church. I didn't believe that until I saw it on paper in our own congregation. We have a great congregation for giving, but I was surprised to find that some people have decided to give nothing. They come to church often and give nothing. And I said, you can't give nothing by accident. You have decided in your heart, I'm not giving anything. They made a decision. They haven't even said it like, I'm not giving anything. They said, I ain't giving nothing. <laughs> That's their choice. Because he, he tells us that we ought to decide how we ought to give, and then we should not give reluctantly. So this is an out for some of you who don't want to give. He says, I feel under pressure. Don't give reluctantly or under compulsion. And I will tell you that if you don't feel like giving, don't give. That's biblical. If you feel like you're under compulsion, then don't give. I'm, I'm good with that. That's biblical. You're obeying the scripture. You shouldn't give under compulsion. How do you feel when somebody come up to give you a gift? Say, I don't want to give you this. <laughs> but I went out and bought it anyway. I hope you like it. Because I, I wasn't even thinking about doing this, but they forced me to go get it for you. How do you feel when you receive that gift? How do you think God will feel when you say, Lord, I don't want to give nothing, but the pastor keep on telling me, I guess I better do something. He said, no, 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 don't, don't do that. And I'm with him on that. Listen, we talked about giving, and I said, if you don't feel like giving, please don't give. I'm good. Because God blesses this church. Because we learn how to, how to take what comes in, and the church is the model. We give out over 10% of whatever comes in to other missions and ministries all over the city, all over the world. 
Every year we do that. And God continues to bless us and bless us and bless us and bless us. Whether you give it or not, he'll bring somebody off the street to give it. He says, so don't give reluctant because God loves a cheerful giver. That's somebody who said, Lord, thank you so much for blessing me with what I have. I am just so thrilled to be able to release this back into the kingdom. That's a cheerful giver. And then look at what he says. And God is able. Say God is able. To make all grace. That's all sufficiency. Abound. That means grow toward you. God is able to make it happen for you. See, he can make it happen. He said God can make somebody who don't like you bless you. God can make them give you a raise when they weren't planning on giving you a raise. God will help them uh, make them give you a promotion when they weren't planning on giving you a promotion. God is able to make all grace abound towards me. That's a promise, and that's what I believe in, and you ought to believe in it too. God is able to make it happen. There's a song I used to sing about God that said he has already provided every promise you can claim. Just ask it in his name. Everything you need, he has already provided. This is Jerry G. Martin. Thank you for joining us for this series where we are talking about God's grace to provide for his people in tough times. I don't have to remind you about the prices of food and gas and rent and all of the things that we need. But I want you to know that God has already made a way for you to have everything you need. There are some biblical principles that if we would follow them, God is sure to meet our need. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can go to our website at lowcf dot o-r-g. Then I invite you to come and join us in person for the rest of this series. It's going to go through the month of July, and we will be speaking to you about some principles of God. We are told in the scripture, whoever sows generously will reap generously. We are told that God has a window that he can open up and pour out blessings that we don't have room enough to receive. We are told that God is able. And all we need to do is believe God's promises and commit to obey his word. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. Don't forget about the Bible bookstore on our campus, The Beacon. You can get Sunday school supplies, communion supplies, books and Bibles or whatever you need. Call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.